Forte Catholic, this is your host, Taylor Trolls. I am back. I used to be blonde. I used to be beautiful. And yes, that is a reference to one of my top five musicals of all time, Hairspray. Welcome in to Forte Catholic, the game where everything's made up and the points don't matter, and we are just trying to make Catholicism fun again. Guys, uh... When you think resurrected from the dead, you first think Jesus. And then the smart Catholic ones of you, or mostly the Protestants who converted to Catholicism who know your scriptures, think of Lazarus, the other man who was raised. The homeschool kids among you will think of the dry bones that were revitalized into full life in the Old Testament. Among those greats, we have a co-host who has arisen from the dead. Wow. After two months of not wanting to speak to me, he is back. The one, the only, Jonathan Blevins, baby. What's up, Johnny? What's up? Okay, sorry. <laughs> hey, dude. I really wish back, you would have finished that. <laughs> I, just, I just missed you and, you know, all, all the things. All the things. Yeah, that was a really funny intro and a really funny joke, by the way. Well, thank you very much. Homeschool um, kids. <laughs> What's great is I think both when I when, when I can be funny sometimes. When I am funniest, it's when I have no idea where I'm going. Like I'm just riffing. I had none of that planned. And but ironically enough, those are the times that get me in trouble because those are the you know I'm gonna get an email. No, I won't get an email. I'll get a letter from a from a home a homeschool kid who will say like I found what you said offensive, and I'll be like, wow, this is the first letter I've received in 18 years, and the first one I've received in 26 <laughs> that was written on a typewriter. So, uh, <laughs> John, what By I candlelight. love. If I there was some. It was, uh, had a wax stamp on the outside, and it said <laughs> "Sir Schroll," and I've never been addressed that way. I, I love podcasting and radio, and the gift of editing, and the gift of of all these things. It's just like social media; like we can be fake. And I I just want to call you out for being fake because you hey, said okay. you you said you were excited to be here. And and here's the deal: I'm gonna give everybody a little sneak peek. Uh, behind the curtain, if you will, and this curtain um, is in the basement where I work, which is where you and I had a phone conversation this morning because okay. I, I texted you yesterday. And I was like, John, like you've been so busy. We haven't talked in two months, and I don't want the first time we talk, we talk in two months to be on the air. And you said something to the effect of, I don't want to talk to you. The people want to hear us <laughs> catching up on the air. Like, it's not what you said, but it's what I heard. It's like, uh, I was trying to be nice and like not be the guy. It's like, oh, I don't want to feel like I'm using John. Like, I actually want to be friends with John. We haven't talked in a while. Yeah. Let's catch up. And you were like, no, I only want to talk to you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is not true. Okay, okay, okay. That's how you heard it. That's how, here's the deal. I... First of all, need to be better about making phone calls to friends. And I do consider you a friend, so I need to be better about that. But also, I'm like, I just like to know what it's going to be about. So when you sent me a text, like, I, I knew we had a podcast today. When you sent a text, being like, hey, can we, can we chat? I'm like, oh, he wants to chat about the podcast, not just that he wants to be a friend. So I was expecting it to be like a businessy call. And you're like, so what's going on? I'm like, I'm like so what you doing? You're like, what you wearing? What you? I'm like, okay, I'm at work. <laughs> I'm at work. <laughs> no, I want to catch up. This is great. So what? Okay. So uh, I don't even know what to say. Except, have I told you lately that I love you? Mm. Have I told you 
There's no one else above you. You fill my heart with gladness. Take away all my sadness. Is this also hairspray? Ease my troubles, that's what you do. It's not hairspray, but that was heresy. To not know that that is our good friend, Rod Stewart. Hello, oh, Rod. Oh, yeah, Rod Stewart. Yeah, he listens to the show more than you do. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> okay, so uh, a couple of months ago, to be fair, it's not like you've been avoiding me. You actually, you, you were pretty straightforward with me a couple of months ago. You're like, hey, I'm going to be traveling like crazy all summer because I'm I'm super popular and booked to go all across the world to speak about Jesus. And that was hurtful to me because I had no bookings from the middle of May until the end of June. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it, it was just beautiful. But no, in all seriousness, like you were like, hey, look, I'm going to be traveling like crazy. Like literally you were like in your house for like two days or something in yeah, June? Yeah, in between for four days. Yeah. That's just absolutely wild. So uh, I know kind of the – I got the social media version of what you've been up to. Uh, first of all, we've got to address one thing. Okay. Uh, another thing that I was very upset about just internally and personally and may have added to some depressive thoughts was all of my friends from the internet got together at this Life Teen Conference. Yeah. And I see you and Father Anthony hanging out, which is the only two people in the world I want to hang out with. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, oh, and Sean, too. Sean, we love you as well. Um, love Sean. But y- y'all were hanging out, and everyone was there, and I was at home, sick, hanging out with my children and spending quality time with my family, and I was like, I just want to be in Arizona. <laughs> yeah, you should have just drove. I... <laughs> I, I kind of thought about just coming. Like, I have nothing to do with Life Teen. Like, I've done XLT nights and I've spoken at like Life Teen, like youth nights and stuff, but I've never really been involved in Life Teen. And I was like, I think I'm going to just go. Um, there was a plan at some point because, like, the priests get to go for free. So Father Anthony got to go for free. And yeah. I was like, oh, I'll just take some priests with me to, like, you know, like with the parishes we work in, just to kind of, like, you know, let, let them know a little bit more about youth ministry. And then I switched jobs, and that didn't become a reality. But uh, you went, and you got to, like, the internet blew up with something that you did. Why don't you explain that? Wait, what do you mean? The internet blew up? The internet blew up because of what you did. Like all I heard about was you at this conference. I saw nothing but the thing that you did on stage because you're super popular and everyone loves you. Stop. <laughs> okay, so the hot wing challenge. You've seen the YouTube video Hot Ones. If you haven't, highly recommend. Uh, it's definitely PG thirteen. I was about R. to say, watch, watch what you type in there. Let's be a little bit more specific. Up. Okay, it's called. That's what it's called. Uh, and it's it's this guy who basically he interviews famous people while they eat super super spicy wings one by one, and he interviews them, and it's it's really fun. Uh, it, it's a wild concept and wildly popular on YouTube. And Joel Saponic, who you've had on the show, and we've had him on the show before, uh, is my best friend. Uh, he just you know hits me up a couple of days before. He's like, hey man, this would be really cool if we did like a hot ones like parody thing with talking about your stream and evangelization. So we're gonna eat these ridiculous hot wings on stage and. And whatever and i was like okay that sounds good so i made a huge mistake and ate a huge dinner with my family right before this and i get up there and i'm not super hungry and i'm already sweating because arizona is ridiculous and for some reason there was not as good an ac as normal and we get up there and people are loving it i mean they were laughing the whole thing's on facebook or youtube you can find it and joel's interviewing me here's the thing though he nobody really knows this behind the scenes he did not put hot sauce on his wings 
So the whole time we're supposed to be both eating these hot wings and I'm drenching sweat. People are looking at me and he is perfectly fine, but he's taking bites with me. And everyone's probably just like, oh, look at Sweaty John and Joel's fine. And I'm sitting there just wanting to yell like he's cheating. Did he? Okay. So you knew he, he told you this. Yeah, so I knew, but no one oh, else knew. I'm a couple so people, angry at Joel. I'm gonna text him right now. A couple people brought it up. A couple <laughs> people like were too. Like, did he? Did he put a little bit of the first few on his wings, and then I don't think he did any of the last one, or vice versa. But anyway, it was ridiculous, and I got to share about the stream. Um, and I had tons of people coming up to me after, just being like, "Hey, thank you for your ministry and for reaching out. What a creative thing to do, uh, reaching out on Twitch." And it was cool. It was good to to share the gospel and to kind of share what we're doing. I'm so mad at Joel. Like, that's my takeaway. <laughs> that's my takeaway. And then I made a huge mistake. I don't know if you watched it on Facebook, but the last hot sauce was like insanely hot and I dumped a ton on it. And I even went back for a second bite. Huge mistake. Regretted it the next morning. Oh my gosh, dude. So <laughs> we were talking earlier about everything being fake on radio and you can edit. I'm not, I'm not to the extent of Joel. I'm not going to say, hey, look, I'm eating hot wigs. That's the whole premise, Joel. <laughs> Jeez Louise. He's like, I have to host the conference oh my gosh love you joel love you joel <laughs> that's the best uh so you you go and you eat hot wings with all of my friends and uh continue your life as an internet sensation and then you do all other kind of stuff where you're you're like you moved <laughs> in that time what are you doing yeah man it, it's it's wild so i hosted uh, cove crest flew from cove crest to cymc spent an absurd amount of time with father anthony Came back, uh, I mean, literally like every night until one o'clock or two in the morning eating uh, Whataburger uh, on the way home. And then was home for a few days. While I was home for a, few day, for a few days, moved out into pods, which is a wild experience. My wife packed the entire house up by herself uh, while I was traveling and then with the two kids. And then we moved into an apartment for a few days that a friend of ours just kind of has open and then went to Europe. The kid, her mom took the kids, came the day I got back from Europe at 1.30 p.m., drove to the brand new house and started unloading. And that was a week ago. So did I hear you correctly? Sometimes I zone out when people are talking. Did I hear you correctly Flip. that you left your wife to pack up the whole house? Yeah, I did not pack one box. That's not true. I packed a box of spices. John, okay, here's the deal. Uh, at work, we have a boss, a president, our founder. He is our fearless leader. Every time we have moved offices, he's conveniently out of town. And boy, <laughs> we used to move offices all the time. And like most of our staff are small women. And so it's like we've, we've made fun of him for forever. But it's like, OK, like they found guys to help. And like there are some guys on staff and the women are powerful and fantastic. And they could they could do it. You made your wife do it all by herself. Yeah. Now I'm mad at you. Every story you tell is making me angry at someone. <laughs> I'm a really bad person. I need confession <laughs> and I need to go to the gym. <laughs> I need to go to the gym. I'm really very exposed. <laughs> okay, so after your wife uh, <laughs> moved, you decided to show up at the new house. And the first thing you set up was? My stream room. My brand new stream room. Of course. you said you... HD everything. So I'm very excited for your stream room, but I'm just picturing this now as your wife, like setting up the kids rooms and y'all's room. And you're just downstairs setting up an Xbox. <laughs> okay. To be fair, to be fair, I did unload probably 80% of the house and like, and put in things where they go. Um, my wife actually did all the hanging of the stuff that you see behind you on the wall. 
She, because I don't know how to use so, wait, the hammer. Not, not only did you not help anywhere else, <laughs> your wife set up your stream room. John, she what did. is wrong with you? I'm going to oh. pay for her therapy. Jeez, I'm a horrible person. <laughs> Good lord, this is ridiculous. Okay, we need some redemption for you. You yeah. are like sharing the gospel while eating hot wings uh, with that fraud Joel Sabotic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And then you did something that I've always wanted to do, and something that I thought was very cool. Uh, you got to travel overseas to share the gospel and the world is a big place and i don't often realize that it's wild to me that there are christians living outside of like my state (laughs) you know it's it's crazy like you went to germany to share the gospel How, how do you even get roped into that yeah. So I started, I started a ministry called Grounded Ministries a couple years ago. Um, it, it was, it, it served its purpose and it was great. And, and the Lord used it to, to bless a lot of people. And we kind of got connected to the U S air force base in Germany through the ministry. They had heard Absolutely. about it or something, saw a YouTube video or whatever. Um, and they were like, Hey, we'd love to have you out. We want you to do like a VBS totus to thing for the kids. And then while you're here doing that, like you can do stuff for our teens and for the adults. And so I'm like, this is amazing is I've always wanted to give back in some small way and a, a big way if I could, but I don't know how to the military, the people that, you know, sacrifice for us and keep us safe. And this seemed like a really cool way to do that and a cool way to share the faith and a cool way to leave the country. And so we went three years ago and it's like a home away from home. We fell in love with some of the families that are there, the people who run the ministries. Um, they promote it the entire year. And then we show up for a week and it's just an absolute blast. We get to, uh, serve a lot of the families, get to know them. And yeah, but it's cool because they all speak English because I don't speak any German. <laughs> uh, so I had a, I took voice lessons when I was in college. And one of the songs that I had to sing was a German love song. And Ooh. I had to learn what it what it was, and then I tried to sing it to girls, and I sounded like a Nazi yelling at them. So they did not find it very attractive. <laughs> Die you need to find a girl named Mildestein, durch glänzten Dusten Heikenhain und Weihnachtsfallen. That's the, that's it. I'm like I'm like telling you you're beautiful, and I love your form, and it sounds like I'm just yelling at you, and I'm going to attack you soon. <laughs> It really does sound like you're in the German military for sure. You should have found a woman named Helga or Olga and sang it to them. Well, I wasn't very good with the ladies and I didn't think of that. Gotcha. Um, speaking of not good with the ladies, let's get back to you. So I, what I thought I was very excited that like, I, like it's really cool, like being a speaker and traveling as much as you do. Like I got, I saw that you got to bring your wife with you to Germany and I thought it was like this sweet uh, thing for you. Now I realized it was mandated by your marriage counselor because she was so upset for the last yes. month. <laughs> yes. I'm sorry, my husband did nothing for the move. <laughs> so he took me to Germany. Are, you seem like you have some German descent. Is that true? Uh, yeah, I'm kind of a mutt. I'm kind of a mutt. I think I have some Irish, some Italian, some German, uh, and some, I'm not very proud of this, the French Canadian. Don't tell Father Harrison. Uh, hey, so, hey watch it, watch it, watch it. I'm full-blooded Cajun, and so we came from French Canada, <laughs> so leave me alone. Okay, so you went to Germany, you shared the gospel, you ate hot wings, uh, you had some testy times in your marriage. Uh, maybe that's me saying that. <laughs> it's like, what, what is... Okay, here's the deal. I tricked my wife, too. She loves me, she thinks I'm awesome, and she does a lot of things for me that are like, if people found out, they'd be yelling at me just like I'm yelling at you right now. Right. So this is the pot calling the kettle black here. But uh, 
like what were y'all able to do anything cool? Like obviously you did the ministry. Were y'all able to see anything cool while y'all were in Germany? Like had some good time together? Yeah, actually. So one day we had a free night and uh, one of the families that we love took us to a place called Trier, which is actually the, uh, I think it's the oldest part of Germany. And it's by far has the oldest uh, churches in Germany. Uh, Absolutely beautiful, incredible food, really cool place. I'm I'm not the biggest fan of like the major cities in Germany, but the countryside is just perfect and gorgeous. And Trier is kind of a, a smaller, a smaller area. So that was amazing. Got to have some good food. And then we did have a little date day uh, in Paris. And so I had some of the best food I've ever had in my whole life. We went on those like lime scooters, scooter around the entire thing and, and had a, a beautiful day before we flew back to the family. Well, good for you. You saved your marriage in one day, and I'm very, right. very, take, very proud in, of you. When in doubt, take your wife to Paris. <laughs> exactly. You did it. I'm proud of you. Everyone else is proud of you. Uh, and we're going we're gonna to keep this thing going, but right after this break, we are going to bring Leo from Libertas onto the Leo! show. He's awesome, and you're going to really like him. He's got a pretty cool story he's going to share from his heart, uh, and you're going to enjoy it. I promise you that is the guarantee that I will make here. He makes a make he may make some guarantees of his own. Who knows? Stick around. John, you said that you have to dress up for your new job. Uh, how do you feel about that? You know, I do feel like a million bucks when I go to work, but it is obnoxious that it takes me a lot longer to get ready. See, I never really dress up, but when I do, my sock game has risen tremendously from because of my friends over at Sock Religious. Did I say Sock Religious? No, that's this show, but I did say Sock Religious. Have you ever tried <laughs> any of these socks, dude? I have not, but I'm literally looking them up right now because it sounds incredible. Well... They are amazing, and as you look them up right now, you can use the code FORTE and get a percentage off. I didn't pull up the information for this. I believe it's 10%, and you can help me feed my children by buying socks for your feet. ForteCatholic.com slash socks. Get all the coolest socks ever, John. I got myself in trouble on the internet the other day because I saw the new Joan of Arc socks, and I said these new Joan of Arc socks are fire, and I did not realize the connection. (laughs) Oh, yikes. <laughs> it was Please, awesome. buy the socks. Keep your feet warm and feed Taylor's children. <laughs> ForteCatholic.com slash socks. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. We, we slash me are currently burning up in a Texas studio. John is still in his new fresh digs up in Chicago. Woo! Air conditioning. I love air conditioning. It's the best. And I'm very much looking forward to when it returns here in the studio. But um, one thing that's been on my heart recently, John, is uh, plaque. I don't think plaque goes on your heart. But the, the teeth version of plaque, whatever goes in your heart, like blockages... Don't worry, guys. I don't have blockages in my heart. But I have been very unhealthy recently, and I haven't been yeah. moving around. Um, so actually, this sweating might be good for me. Like, doing this radio show might be the best workout I get this week. <laughs> you saying that made me hungry for McDonald's and also made me realize that I, too, need to start working out. I actually have a gym membership. Three months I've had it. And you have gone what? At least five times. Okay, at least five times. Uh, I'm going daily starting tomorrow, no exaggeration. 
<laughs> that is quite an exaggeration. <laughs> you I'll don't. Snapchat you every time. Uh, I don't have it. <laughs> I was about to say, it'd literally be the only snap I get ever. Okay, so speaking of the desire to not be as bad of a person and to work out a little bit more, we've got the Catholic running guy himself, Mr. Leo Gallegos. Both of you guys have moved recently. Like, okay, John, you've been in your house for how long? Uh, about a week. About a week. Uh, so let's get specific because I know our guest today, Leo, okay. has been nine days. Nine days. Okay. So you have been in your house for uh, 66 more percent of the time that Leo has. Leo Gallegos, the Catholic running man on the show today. Leo, how are you, my man? Doing great, my man. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah, dude, it's a, it's an absolute pleasure. So we met on the old internet, as I meet most of my friends. Um, <laughs> liter literally, all of my co-hosts, except for one, uh, I met on the internet. Like, <laughs> Allison Sullivan's the only person I met in person, lives here in town. I've, I've met John in person for a total of 10 minutes, in which he bought me a drink. So we were forever friends. And uh, I met Father <laughs> Anthony for breakfast. Uh, and that boy can eat. But anyway, uh, you and I met on the internet, and like you and I have spent more time in person than John and I have. We had lunch in San Antonio a couple of weeks ago. So uh, why don't yes, you just, just kind of tell us a little bit about yourself, because I've gotten to know you quite a bit over tacos. But uh, who is Leo in uh, uh, seven and a half sentences? Real quick, though, I just want to say that that taco that we shared together was it was a great and special taco. Well, it was. It, um, it, was the, it was where I waited tables. The Mexican restaurant, I waited tables where I was the only white man on the staff, and <laughs> everyone in the kitchen didn't speak English, so I would just go into the back and sing the Macarena, and they loved me. Yeah. No, I believe it. You, um, it, was, it was special. I'll, I'll never forget it. So who's Leo? Um, I'm the founder of Libertas, which is um, a Catholic men's apparel brand and content resource. We draw a lot of our inspiration from... Um, Catholic spirituality and the heroics of the saints. Uh, but more importantly, I'm uh, blessed to have uh, to be the husband of a uh, be the husband um, to a wonderful woman and the father to three uh, young little boys, the third of which will be born uh, here in September, God willing. Uh, and I guess the last thing that's um, important is um, I consider myself an endurance enthusiast. I just I just love to run. It's become a form of prayer for me. And um, I spent a lot of my time just uh, getting out there for little little runs and signing up for races, and I'm, and I'm currently training for a marathon right now. See, we have a lot of things in common, like the fact that like our kids are Tex-Mex babies because you're Hispanic, your wife is, is white, so we have the opposite going on there. Uh, were any of your kids <laughs> born in Texas? Because I know you lived there for a while. No, that's, that's a good question, but no, we've had one, one born in San Diego, one born in the Washington, D.C. area, and now we'll have one born here in the Virginia Beach, Chesapeake area. Okay, so all of mine but one are Tex-Mex. I've got one bad bad Mexican food because he was born up in West Virginia. You've got that like weird eclectic Mexican food like with your kid that was born in California and then just absolutely terrible. That must be your least favorite child, the one that was born up in Washington, D.C., huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, it's not Tex-Mex, man. It's neither San Diego or D.C. Yeah, you just it's like you're, you're just worried. You're not sure if you should eat it. Right, exactly. But we do have, you, all, with all the things that we have in common, we have some things not in common whatsoever. One, 
uh, you said that you're an endurance runner. Even back when I was in shape, I could not run endurance. I was a sprinter. I was like, oh, one lap? That's my max. I will run it as fast <laughs> as I can and do it pretty well, but I will not run any more than that. And also, you said you made running a prayer. The only prayer I've ever had with running is, dear God, <laughs> please don't let my heart explode. And that was once, and it was three weeks ago. So Lord, let it stop. <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing this voluntarily. What is wrong with me? But as I mentioned, like I, I do need to start taking care of myself better physically. I just renewed my gym membership. John just started one that he has attended five times, and he says hey, she's going to go every day I'm now. Five minutes from the gym now. No more excuses. Well, <laughs> I don't think many of your. Ex I don't think the biggest excuse you ever had was, "Oh, it's too far away." I don't think that was your <laughs> primary excuse for the gym. But uh, Leo, essentially, I brought you on uh, specifically with John and I because uh, we need to get in better shape. John and I look exactly the same, except he's just the better looking version of me. Round is a shape. Okay, let's be very clear. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest reason for me, honestly. Uh, two reasons. One, my doctor said you need to uh, shape up or you're going to die. Uh, number two, I saw a video of myself going down a, uh, a slide the other day. And uh, I was like, wow, that guy needs to lose weight. Oh, that's me. So I was like, I got to bring Leo on. So uh, how do I yeah. fix it? I need to fix it. Well, I mean, just for me, the way it happened, it happened by accident. I kind of backed into it. Um, so... Um, you know, I've got, I've got ADHD. I was diagnosed with ADHD when I was a teenager, but for most of my life, I've had this like frenetic kind of hyper overactive, sometimes anxious mind and, you know, running kind of happened, um, later in my, in my late twenties. Um, and initially it was, it was a way to kind of spend some time with my girlfriend at the time, who's now my wife. And we, live in, we were living close to the beach in San Diego at the time. It was a way to kind of just spend time together and enjoy nature. But what I didn't realize is um, it was also a way for me to kind of find more stillness, find more silence, and find more solitude. And at that time, um, it's kind of crazy how God works because right at the same time I started running, just very short distances, like a, a mile, two miles a couple times randomly. That, week. That's not uh, short distances. That is, that is four <laughs> times as much as I'm willing to run. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just, you know, not, a, not an aggressive pace, not a, you know, not a, not super far distances. And, you know, Liz and I actually, we kind of built that habit up a bit, but actually she, she stopped running or, or we stopped running together as much. And I just kept running. But what was coincidental is that, um, I started running right around the same time I was coming back to my faith. Um, I was kind of, I was raised Catholic, but to be honest with you, I never really saw anything in the Catholic faith that was there for me as a young guy, kind of like a young machismo uh, Hispanic guy that, you know, I just, I thought all the answers I needed in life and my happiness was everywhere, but, you know, in the pew. And, um, you know, I went through a lot of struggles and I, and I finally found, you know, I finally came, basically came crawling back to the church and, um, but it was right around the same time I started going to mass again and, um, praying again and reading scripture again when I also started running. So it kind of like all worked together and in a weird way. I know running for most people who don't have like ADHD or kind of a frenetic mind might seem as the opposite of prayer and like stillness in a church might seem like prayer. But for me, it's, it's weird. It was like a way for me to kind of still myself, 
to kind of hear that still small voice that I wasn't really able to hear in my, in my busy kind of, you know, distracted world at the time. Yeah. It's interesting that you, that you started running around the same time that you got into your faith. Like I, I had forgotten that part of your story, but I knew uh, that, that like, one of your biggest things that you were trying to to uh, to share with people is the connection between the body, the spirit, uh, the mind, and all these things. And like you've already connected those there at the beginning, right? Like it literally helped your mind that was going all over the place. Uh, obviously, I mean, obviously it's going to help your body. And then it was also like they're connected with at the beginning with your faith. But I, I'm 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 guessing there's something more there like you like you said that there was the prayer but that this was the beginning of a, of a of a shift for you in your in your journey so why don't you share a little bit more about that yeah man well i mean just one of my favorite quotes that i come back to again and again is from saint ignatius and he said it's not the soul alone that should be healthy if the mind is healthy in a healthy body all will be healthy and much better prepared to give god greater service and you know as, as saint Aquinas, you know famously asserted a long time ago, he said, you know, we're not um, a body with a soul. We're a soul with a body. So what's good for the body is only in a lot of cases going to enhance the soul. And like, basically for me, um, obviously I didn't know this at the time, but for a long time I've been struggling with alcohol. Um, and I think a big reason why I had gotten so um, attached and so um, destructive with alcohol was probably because I had this frenetic energy and I think at an early age when I was exposed to alcohol, I kind of used it without really understanding as a way to kind of calm my mind and relax. And um, the thing is, though, is um, quickly that became, you know, an unhealthy and destructive habit. And it really kind of lost myself to that, like, drinking, partying lifestyle. I was never necessarily like a clinical alcoholic or anything like that. But basically... In a lot of ways, that lifestyle became my God. And um, really what running was, along with the sacraments, prayer, scripture, and community, at the, at, at, coincidentally, right at the same time, was a way for me to kind of get some distance and sort out some of the mess I had created with alcohol for the many years I'd been so destructive with it. Um, and I think running, along with the prayer outside of running, um, just really give me an opportunity to kind of have like an inner grotto where I could really come to terms with, you know, with what had happened. And, and I could really start reflecting on, on, on God's like unending love really and, and boundless love. And I really wouldn't have been able to do that if it wasn't for that kind of space. So how long was this process of like you starting to run and getting into your faith and then like not really struggling with the, or at least not falling into that temptation of the alcoholism? How long did that take? Yeah. So, it, so I've been, this happened about seven, the whole process happened, like started seven years ago or so. Um, but I would say it was probably like a two year process where, I mean, even when I was, what's, what's ironic was even when I was starting to run and get pretty diligent about it, and I was actually getting really plugged into a, a, local, a local young adults ministry in San Diego, even then I was still drinking too much. I mean, there was, it was rare if I could go two days without having a drink. Um, and, and it didn't mean I was getting, you know, like wasted or, or totally, you know, totally drunk, but I really couldn't stay away from alcohol. So it probably took about two years before I could had more of a healthy attachment or a healthy relationship with alcohol. 
Yeah, that, that's pretty interesting because like a lot of people think that all of this stuff is going to be a quick fix. Oh, if I just start, like I commit to running every day or I commit to going to the gym every day, like a certain Blevins. Or if I, you know, start praying every day, if I start like whatever it is, it's like it's not going to happen. I think what happens for me at least, and I've seen this um, with a lot of other people, is like, oh, if I pray every day, you know, 20 minutes a day every day for a week, I'm going to be super holy. And if I'm not, then I give up. Or like, look, I'm going to I'm going to work out every day for a week, and if I don't look like I did when I was 20, I'm giving up and I'm quitting. You know, it's like all this stuff takes time. And like one of the things yeah, one of the things that I've noticed is like especially when I was sick last month, like every time that I'm sick and I'm forced to slow down, I start realizing a lot of things that have been going on in my mind and my spirit that haven't really come to the surface because I've been too busy or too frenetic to do anything about it. And like I was sick last uh, last month, and like started really dealing like mentally with some things, like just started really struggling, like some like depression symptoms and this these sort of things, which is like isn't not something that I usually deal with. And like the last time I dealt with it was a time that I was really sick, and like my prayer started struggling, and I couldn't work out because I was sick. And like part of why I got sick is probably because I hadn't worked out in a while. And and it's weird because I put up all these excuses. Like, uh, like, like our, our friend here, John has, you know, all of his excuses we're going to go through here in a second. But like, I know for me (laughs) is like, I'm every excuse that I have, I know is fake. And yet I still fall to it. Like, oh, I don't have time for this. Uh, Shut up. Yes, you do. Like I, I spend hours and hours on my phone and, and playing video games and watching Netflix or whatever. Right. I have time. Uh, every time, like, uh, like the big one for me is like, oh, I'm too tired. And I'm going to be more tired. And every time I work out, I have more energy. Like, it's crazy. So, John, yeah. what are some of your big uh, – l- l- I want Leo to help you help us destroy our, our excuses. I've said two of mine. Uh, we know your number one is you used to live too far away. Because- okay, now hold on. Hold on. <laughs> I, was, I was commuting an hour a day to and from work while also traveling and doing other things. So it was, it was rough to try to go to the gym because now my new job, I have to dress up. It's super annoying. My other, my other job, like I was the same position, but different church. I could wear a backwards hat. I could go to the gym and come back and it's fine. It's tough. Like I don't love showering in giant public showers. So the fact that I do live, <laughs> How many the fact that I do, do? live close, <laughs> right? but dude, like, come on, the 70 year old guys are just all dropping trout, just hanging out, talking to each other. It's so awkward. Um, and so, but now like I'm five minutes away. So that excuse is gone. Um, my, here, here's my latest excuse. My latest excuse is I don't like sweating anymore. <laughs> like I, I have fallen in love with comfort. I've fallen in love with comfort. And like, it, it's like 80 degrees outside. That's not that bad. It's way hotter in Texas. It's way hotter in Arizona and people run outside there. And I'm like, Oh, it's so humid. I need to go inside with the air conditioning. And I'm like, I don't want to sweat. And I just need to get over. That's my biggest excuse. It's not time anymore. It isn't like, uh, I, I'm not going to lose weight right away. I know I need to. It's just like, I don't want to sweat. <laughs> that, that is one of the stranger excuses I've ever heard. Isn't and- it? But it is. It's like <laughs> so hot out. Why would I go outside and uh, walk to the inside the air conditioned gym? It's ridiculous. And like, dude, everyone that knows me and has spent more than, you know, eight minutes with me knows that like that, that can't be my excuse. I literally sweat all the time, no matter where I am, <laughs> it can be 62 degrees in the room and I start thinking too much and there go the sweat glance. Uh, so Leo, we're coming to the end of our time here. Uh, so I, I want to let you have the last word on the, on the, uh, like why, why is working out important for us, for people of faith and, and like, you know, like we always ask the what's in it for me, like what, how, what is this actually going to do for me? Yeah, man, I, 
a, that's a good question. I think, I mean, Pope Francis um, he once said that, um, um, and I might be butchering this a bit, but he said, um, you know, you can't evangelize someone or you wouldn't, in a hospital setting, you wouldn't, um, so who has like someone who's like mortally sick or seriously sick, you wouldn't ask them about their blood pressure. Or you wouldn't ask them about, um, you know, their heart rate. You would go to the root of the problem. And I think um, for fitness, integrating with faith, it's so important because I think, especially in our society today, we're just, we're exasperated a lot. And I don't think we all necessarily realize it. We're, we're, we're so tired. We're so distracted. We're so um, worn out. And I think, we have to, we're called to cultivate, not just our spiritual side, but we're, we're, cultiva- we're called to cultivate the whole person. And I don't think we can necessarily be the best fathers, the best husbands, the best um, men of God that we're called to be um, if we can't kind of, to some degree, kind of uh, holistically take care of ourselves. And I think we'll only better serve our, our spiritual life and, and really create a strong foundation for a lot of our spiritual work. Yeah. Dude, thanks for coming on. I know that uh, uh, John's never going to not go to the gym again. It's been decided here today. Uh, I'm going four days a week for the next year, mark my words. Oh, it's already changed. At the beginning of no, the interview, it was every day, and now it's four days a week. By the end of the show, by the end of the, the final <laughs> the final segment, it's going to be like, I hope I go once this week. I'm canceled. Uh, but uh, Leo, thanks for coming on. I want I want people to get connected with you. I know you have a, a couple Instagram accounts. You've got the website. You've got the Catholic Running yep. Guy on Instagram. Uh, and you've also yes, got sir. this Libertas Alive, which is just I, – I, you sent me a shirt, and I, I wore it last week. It fits great. It feels great. Awesome to run in. Awesome to swim. Wet in while you work out to a yes, certain Blevins. Yes. And uh, uh, so why don't you uh, well, tell people how to find you? Yeah. So first of all, all of our products are guaranteed to cut a couple of tenths of a second off your 40 time, increase your bench press, and uh, increase your splits on your uh, on your marathon time. So that's a guarantee. Wow. Take it to the bank. And uh, you'll also get a 10% discount on your entire order if you put Forte Catholic in at, at checkout. So you can check out our website, read more about uh, myself, we have a blog, but also you can check out some of our work, some of our apparel at libertasalive.com. And you can check us out on the gram at uh, libertas underscore alive. And then if you want to just kind of follow me more on a personal level and follow more of the running uh, aspect of my life, uh, you can follow me at catholic.running.guy. I'm actually uh, preparing for a 100-mile marathon in November. And then I'm hoping, if God willing, if I can survive that, I'm hoping to tee that up for another run that's 135 uh, miles out in Death Valley in San Diego. Okay, well, we've decided that you are clinically insane, so we've got to let you go. (laughs) And also, I I love the shirt that you sent me, uh, but I do have to say that one of the uh, decrees that you just let go, saying that it'll improve my split time on on my marathon, absolutely not going to happen, because I'm absolutely never doing one of those. But it's great stuff. Thanks for your time. Go check it out. Libertas Alive. He's awesome. You're awesome. John's awesome. And he and I are going to be right back. Don't go anywhere. Where's awesome, Hey, John, you have a beautiful beard. Have you ever used any of the old beer bomb? I love beard oil and beard bomb, Taylor. 
Yeah, well, I have some fantastic beard bomb from our friends over at Catholic Balm Co. They do not make bombs. That would be weird. I don't know how you would sell that on the free market. But they do sell balms for your beard. And if you are a woman, I mean... Uh, you may have a beard, too, and you can use the balm. I don't care, but you probably don't, and you can use the lotions for your hands and for your t toes. I don't know where people use lotion because I sweat too much and I can't use lotion, but I use the beard balm. You can buy a chapstick. One time, chapstick saved me. Literally saved my life. Ooh. John, remember that time that you saved my life when I fell off the seesaw? Yep, yep. Picked you up, put you right back on it. I'm so very happy. It's why I'm forever indebted to and you. And I got beard balm all over my hand. You sure did. That's why I slipped off, actually. <laughs> I had too much lotion and beard balm on. So everybody go to ForteCatholic.com slash beard. You can get a percentage off. I think it's like 11. Yes, it is 11. Turn it to 11. ForteCatholic.com slash beard. Welcome back to Forte Catholic. I am still your host, Taylor Schroll, still joined by the man in his bunker, beautifully designed by his wife. <laughs> by the wife. <laughs> With Detroit Lion gear all over it. I'm just noticing one. You right behind, right above your head. You have this like yeah, yeah, yeah. This beautiful I was in Detroit a year ago this week. And you have a beautiful city of Detroit with like the Tigers logo half and like the Red Wings logo half. That is it's sick, actually dude. thirds. It's uh, thank you. It's actually thirds. It's the Lions on the on the left, oh, the right. Oh yeah, yeah. And yeah. then the Tigers in the middle and the Red Wings. It's sick. I did the, the skyline. I didn't see the lion coming out of the out, out of the Tigers one. Yeah, that's that's cool. I can uh, now that you say it, I can I can tell that it's there. But. Uh, what, okay, this is a funny story. I haven't told you this before. I was in Detroit uh, last summer. I did tell you that part because I was like, hey, I'm going to be in town. Are you there? That's when I found out that you live in Chicago. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I'm there, and I'm bald, and I don't have a hat. I'll, I left. I didn't pack a hat. I'm always wearing hats because I'm bald, and I want to look cool, so I wear hats to mask it, right? Uh, but I forgot one, and we were going to be outside in the sun. But I've always been a Tigers fan. Like, I love Justin Verlander. Like, even before he came to the Astros, I loved Justin Verlander. I loved Miguel Cabrera. Like, yeah. I loved that team. And I always rooted for him because my Astros were in the National League at the time, when I, like when I was growing up in Houston, and y'all were in the American League. Well, now that the Astros moved to the American League, it's it's and we got Justin Verlander, I'm like, ah, I'll just stick with my team. <laughs> but I, I've always been a Tigers fan. I was like, <laughs> okay, we'll go and we'll get this Tigers hat. And we went to this one. I didn't have a car. Somebody took me to this like sports apparel place. They didn't have any of the like regular like orange or black or white Detroit Tiger stats. Uh, yeah. They had a blue one, like the the Detroit Lions blue, but with the Tigers <laughs> logo on it. So I have a knockoff, super cheap Lions or uh, Detroit Tigers slash Lions hat that it was five dollars, and I wore it for like nine months. <laughs> That actually sounds amazing. I kind of want one. I'll I'll send it to you. It's it's very sweaty. My birthday is September twentieth. Well, I'll forget that. But thanks for telling me anyway. <laughs> You're welcome. Let's be uh, friends. Speaking of holy people, have you heard of Jesus? <laughs> <laughs> I have. I heard it. I love Jesus. What about Max Licato or Licato? I'm not sure. Avocado? Sure. Max Licato? Yeah, the, sure. the, the author, right? Um, I was doing a yeah. devotional. I know. Don't be super surprised. I was doing a devotional last week and uh, written by Max Licato. And he said these two things. 
that I thought were interesting, but it sparked uh, a little bit of idea in my brain that I want to talk to you about. Jesus was so human, he spoke with an accent. Now that blew my mind. <laughs> when you, when you like are reading the scriptures and you get to a part where Jesus is talking, what does he sound like? Okay, he says, he sounds like this, ready? Amen, amen, I say to you. That's Satan. I said Jesus. <laughs> and you froze. <laughs> that was not Jesus. That was Satan. No, I'm bad. Amen, amen, I say to you. Amen, amen, I say to you. Like that, like a transformer. Okay. <laughs> what if we leave? And you're <laughs> wrong. Yeah, okay. I never pictured Jesus speaking with an accent. And like, no. like, I'm one of the people that I read, every time that I'm reading, the voice that I'm hearing is my voice. I've just recently learned in my life that some people, when they read, they actually have a different voice than the voice that they hear, like than their speaking voice. And I thought that was crazy because everything that I read, I hear in my voice. And it's always very loud. I'm very surprised by that. But <laughs> uh, I never pictured Jesus talking with an accent, which is wild because like he was a you know, first century Jew. Like he had a very specific accent and I was never even close to hearing it like that. You are wrecking my world right now. This is messing me up. I'm like reading the, th the apps on my computer in a different accent right now. It's wild. It's wild. Segmenta three. Okay. Um, so, okay. He was so human that he spoke with an accent, yet so yeah. heavenly that he spoke with authority. Now you remember the, the story where it's like, who is this man that he speaks with authority? Like he said something and it was, and it was powerful, right? There's another one along, along the same respect in the same uh, devotional just the next day. It said, had Jesus simply descended to earth in the form of a mighty, of a mighty being, you might respect him, but never want to draw near to him. I'm like, whoa. So, so like, like we talked about this, uh, like maybe a month ago with Father Anthony. It's like, what is Jesus? Is he, is he powerful, cos you know, cosmosly powerful God, or is he a person that we can approach? And like somehow, he is the miracle that is both, right? Um, but then I also started thinking, like, okay, that's nice and all, but kind of unattainable. Like, I, I can't do that. So. Uh, <laughs> We have some other people in our good old Catholic church that I can actually try to aspire to be to. It's like, look, Jesus says, be like me, but you're going to fail. So be like the saints. Like, that's kind of how I read it. And again, I read it in my own voice. So yeah. um, essentially what we're going to do is we're going to look through some of our most famous saints. At least I think that's what we're going to do. Because what I have in my hand, I just opened this box. Okay, not I, I opened it earlier today, and then I realized what it was, and I closed the box. So um, I'm not going to be like Joel Stepanek. I'm not cheating in this game that I have set up with you. <laughs> I have pulled these Saint cards out. You have not seen them. Uh, you have not seen them, or you have seen them as much as I have seen them. So I have this st stack of Saint cards. Uh, the yeah. reason uh, I have these is because Andy Shaggy Cordy, you can find him on Twitter, you can find him on Instagram. Uh, he and I met a few months ago, and he said, like, hey, I'd love to get, send you some of these, and uh, you can give them away to some of your listeners. And so what we're going to do is we're going to give them away to every like everybody that's currently a Patreon supporter. I'm going to send one. And then if you sign up on, on Patreon, patreon.com slash Forte Catholic, if you sign up at the $5 a month level, essentially what this is, is you sign up. It's your, your, your way to support the show. Like Everybody does this show for free. Uh, it's a way for me to not lose money doing the show. It's a way to help you know, my children eat. One day I'll send John a candy bar or something. You know, like these sorts of things. Oh. So if you want to support the show, 
Uh, and, and you also get like bonus behind the scenes content to all of your heart's desire. Uh, so I have these sync cards we're going to be giving away. What, what I'm going to do now is we're going to make this a little game. John, you're going to start us off. You are our, our favorite guest co-host. See what I did there? You had been the co-host in a while, so now you're a guest co-host. I'm just kidding. Nicest you're part of the thing family. ever. I'm just mad because you're about to obliterate me at this because I know nothing about the same. Facts, I'm ready. It is, it is my weakest link in my Catholicism. Okay, here we go. How this is going to work, I'm going to describe what's on the card. I'm going to show it to you. And then uh, you get one point if you can guess who it is just by looking at it. There's a second point available if you can describe who the person is. If you get both of those right, you get two points. If you only get one right, I get a chance to steal the other one. If you get none right, I get a chance to steal both of them, and we'll go back and forth. Here we go. First card. This is a man who has very strange hairdo. Maybe that's what I look like when I don't shave my hair. St. Francis of Assisi. Okay, okay. I think you're right. There's an owl and a wolf next to him, and also some bats. Apparently, he's very good friends with bats. St. Francis of Assisi is correct. You are on the board with one point. You can get another point. Can you describe anything to us? About I sure can. St. Francis of Assisi is actually my patron. So, oh my gosh, uh, huge this game fan, is rigged. incredible guy. Came from a rich family. Decided to give everything away to servants uh, the poor. Um, heard the Lord say, "Rebuild my church," and so that's exactly what he did uh, to start to rebuild the Catholic Church in Italy, I believe. And here's the cool thing about him: I wonder if the bats are on there because I heard once from a priest who was giving a homily that he once stood upside down on his head to preach the gospel to some animals which is a little weird and kind of funny and bats hang upside down. Maybe there's something to that. Well, you, you just changed scholarship for the rest of the entire world. Two points. You do get two points. points. No, not 10 points, two points. (laughs) You're baddie. If you think you're going to get any more. Okay. That was a bad joke. Uh, Get it. A bad joke. (laughs) Okay. Um, This next woman is for me. Um, that sounded weird. Sorry, wife. Uh, this next woman. She's dead. Uh, I be- this is a. This is not many describing things. It's an, it looks like an African woman wearing a blue. Uh, I keep wanting to say tarp on their head. What are they called? These like long things that women used to wear on their heads. Those are called veils. But it, okay, a veil that doesn't veil the face. That's not correct, but we'll go with that. A back veil <laughs> covers her. Uh, there's not. Oh wait, wait, wait. I was going to say there aren't many. There aren't many like s- like signifying factors of this. But if you look closely, it's the country. The, I almost said the country of Africa. What a dope. The continent of Africa in the back. Uh, I, I've seen a picture. I don't know anything about this person. So I'm just going to guess on the first point. I'm going to guess, just because my wife knows who this is, St. Josephine Bakita. That is incorrect. It's Our Lady of Kibaho. Do you know anything about Our Lady of Kibaho? Uh, absolutely not. Nothing. Nope. Yeah, I don't know anything either. But, um, but it's a beautiful drawing. It is a beautiful drawing. Um you, I would have given you a point if you would have just said that it was an apparition of Mary in Africa. <laughs> but no, you don't get that point. Okay, this one, yes. this one's for you. I'm going to show you this picture here. It looks like a soldier, a very large soldier in the background. He is the one that is the saint. Um, kind of looks like a, a Greek god, but it is not. It is a Catholic saint. There's a man at the bottom who is being helped up. I think it looks like a like a man in need. 
Any idea who this um, very stocked man is? Yeah. Uh, St. Maximilian. Not Kobe, just St. Maximilian. Nope. It is uh, Col- There was an M. It's St. Martin of Tours. I don't, I, I've heard this name, but I couldn't say anything oh. about them. Do you know who St. Martin of Tours is? I really have no clue. Definitely heard the name a lot. Don't know. Let's, okay. Um, if you had to guess based on what he looks like, what would you guess? I'm going uh, to fact well, check you. I'm going to pull it up on the old interwebs. Yeah, so he's he's super strong. Uh, St. Martin of Tours, uh, the Tour de France. Uh, he was probably a bike rider, to be honest. Well, he wasn't. It says that St. Mar- <laughs> uh, Martin of Tours was the third bishop of Tours. So you were close. He did probably, I don't think he rode a bike, though, because it was quite a long time ago. But uh, it also says that he was a French Republican. So just this just got... Uh, uh, political very quickly. Let's move on. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, this one is awesome. I love this one. This is an, I, I keep wanting to say African American man because that's, I think, what we're supposed to say. But he's he, he, African. He is, and Ooh. he has a sweet gray beard, gray hair, and he is holding a very large loaf of bread. This guy looks awesome. I want to be. Yeah, his that's friend. incredible. <laughs> Any idea who this is? I have zero clue who that is. Okay. It is St. Benedict the Black. The Black. Any idea who St. Benedict the Black is? No, but I really want to know. I don't think I've ever wanted to know more about a saint than I do right now. What's really funny is, uh, like, how PC that we all have to be. Like, I was wanting to say African-American because that's what, like, what I'm supposed to say. His name is literally St. Benedict <laughs> the Black. So I guess I, I could say. There's a saint called Benedict the Black or Benedict the Moor. He was born a slave near Messina, Italy. He was freed by his master. He was a slave. Uh, oh, I already said that. I was reading. and wasn't paying attention. And became solitary, eventually, with the other hermits, his superior of the community. He, he became a, a superior of, an, of a religious community. That's pretty awesome. Born Sweet. in 1524. He's almost as old as you. All right. Um, so you got zero points for that one. You, the current score is two to zero. I have zero points. Oh, man. Meow, 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 meow. You might be able to steal this one. This is my turn. This one is a man. Uh, there are two men in the background, and there is a man with his head cut off, and his head oh. is in front of him. Um, I feel like I should know this story. <laughs> the guy in the back is holding like a bloody cleaver. This is awesome. Oh, <laughs> so that's cool. insane. I don't know who this is. Do you know who it is by the by the picture? I'm only. Just, I'm just gonna guess Saint John the Baptist, since I know he's beheaded. It is. It, that's a very good guess. Um, that's a really good guess. The head kind of looks like Saint John the Baptist, but it is Saint Dennis. Any idea who Saint Dennis is? Well, I believe he was martyred and uh, he was killed by having his head chopped off. So point. Well, there you go. You got you got four <laughs> points, and you have won the game. I am so very proud of you, and so is our entire audience. You have returned after being gone from us for so long, and you have just performed so well. Uh, so, guys, we are going to c- continue using these Saint cards. I will probably be uh, playing some of this guessing game along with some of you on Instagram Live. That'll be fun. But you can get all of these Saint cards at patreon.com slash Catholic. If you sign up, I will send you one. And you get all kind of bonus content, like me and John making funny sounds and telling funny stories uh, in the extra time that we don't usually have time for on the podcast. John! I love you. Taylor, love you too. Thanks so much for coming on today's show. You are the best. 
Uh, go spend some time with your wife and take her to France again. I think she deserves it. Yeah, it's time. We need to go back. <laughs> well, we need to, oh, my gosh. Jack, we need to go back, but your name is John. That was a lost reference, and I am currently lost right now as I do this outro. I love all of you. I'll be back next week. Say it. John. Yeah. How much money do you make on Instagram, YouTube, and Twitch? A month. How much money? Do, what? Yes. How much money do you make? In, it's in tough to, what is your it's, yearly salary? How much do you make from Discord? <laughs> how much money do you make? What is happening? Uh, uh, th- these are the kind of questions you can only get answered on patreon.com slash Forte Catholic, where you can get all the bonus content. And it's also where you can help me feed my children, because I don't make quadrillion dollars like Mr. John Blevins over here by playing video games. Like, oh my gosh, are you like wasting your life? What are you it doing? I, I, well, if I was as cool as you, I would. I, every time I stream, I have one person watch. I was going to make another joke, but I'm not going to. John, <laughs> the people can go to patreon.com slash Catholic. They can get the sync cards that we talked about earlier in the show. They can also get all kinds of bonus content, literally hours and hours and hours of more content. John, you have to go feed your children and your wife. Save your marriage. Goodbye. I love you. Goodbye. I love you too. <laughs>